you got the call. Welcome to the big leagues, kid. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the call-up presented by Triple Play Fantasy. We're back after a couple-week hiatus. We got holiday season going. A couple people were sick, but we are back. We are better than ever, and we are ready to bring you guys some first-year pitchers tonight. But first, I got to introduce my co-hosts, Michael Richards and Vinny. Mike, what's going on, man? Not too much, Mindy. Always happy to be here with you guys. Uh, we have another great episode here. And before we get started, I wanted to mention our, our boy Vinny made his debut appearance today with uh, the Welsh on the Prospect One pod. So really happy for him there and just wanted to congratulate him on that. And if anyone listening to this wants to check it out, you should. Great plug. Vinny rightfully deserves is getting a lot more shine than he used to these days. And, and again, if you have not been following Vinny, now you're kind of joining in late. But Vinny's been crushing the prospect world and now... I think regarded by many as one of the best minds out there. How was the show today, Vinny? How was it doing the pro- the pod with the Welsh today? Well, as being a listener for like the past four years, it was pretty awesome. I was kind of starstruck, but it was <laughs> nothing beats talking prospects with other people. So, you know, whenever I get the opportunity to talk prospects, I'm always taking it no matter what. Yeah, make sure you guys check that show out. It will be on the In This League podcast feed, right? It's on the In This League or the Prospect One one? No, it's Prospect One. The Prospect One podcast feed. forgot if they were separate, but yeah, I think they are separate. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Here our boy Vinny talking prospects over with our guy, the Welsh. Without further ado, let's hop in here. Let's talk about what we're here for tonight. That is our first year player draft, and we're talking pitchers today. Do you guys remember a few weeks ago we talked hitters? We're going to the other side of the coin and going on the pitching side of things. And we are leading off here with Owen Murphy in the Atlanta Braves organization. He's 19 years old and 20th overall pick in the 2022 MLB draft. He's six foot one, got a 55 grade fastball, also got a 55 grade control here. Vinny, Braves seem like they've been doing a decent job developing their pitching. We saw Spencer Strider take a huge leap this year, and they obviously have the guys like the Max Freeds of the world and so on. Are we big on Owen Murphy? What do we think about him for uh, the future with this Atlanta Braves team? Well, Murphy coming into the draft this year, he was the uh, this year's biggest two-way player. But <clears throat> once scouts saw him, they eliminated him playing the infield. They loved him more as a pitcher. Uh, the body isn't as projectable as other pitchers in on this list and in this draft. He's kind of limited on his uh, physical upside. He's 6'1" roughly 180, 90 pounds. He sits low 90s with his fastball, probably tops out around 94. Big slider, though, kind of reminiscent of like a Spencer Strider slider, mm-hmm. which that's an awesome rhyme. That needs to be on a T-shirt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Braves really loved this kid. I saw him a few times uh, pitch out here for Brookfield. He is, he's a real deal. He, his fastball has late cut to it. 
it'll run up on you, catch you off guard. There's a lot to like here, and especially with how the the Braves develop de- develop pitchers. I think there, he could be a special blue chip here for future drafts and dynasty going forward. There's definitely upside to him being a top 100 type of prospect for pitchers. Yeah, it's he's very exciting. Uh, again, the Atlanta Braves have developed a lot of good-looking pitchers recently, and the fact that he has that top 100 upside already is uh, very intriguing and someone to keep in mind with Owen Murphy. This next player, even if you weren't in the prospect world, you know him, Kumar Rocker, was drafted, went back to school, then was drafted again the following season. Third overall pick this year in 2022 by the Rangers. Remember, the Mets did pick him before that. Six foot five, 245 pounds, got a 60 grade fastball and a 70 grade slider. Had some funky things going with his mechanics early on. Uh, this on this basically right after the season was over, we saw him pitch a little bit. Michael, should that be something we're worried about? What do you think is his outlook long term? Yeah, you said a lot of good things there. I mean, he entered 2021 as the top rated prospect in the college, and you know, him and Jack Leiter led Vanderbilt to the national title. The Mets ended up taking him 10th that year, which was considered a steal by a lot of people. They ended up walking away after concerns during a post-draft physical. And so, you know, in 2021, his velocity fluctuated between the low 90s and got up to 99, you know, which which I see is kind of a red flag, you know, because if his fastball is in the low 90s at any point, there's some concerns there. You know, he does have a wipeout slider. That's his go-to strikeout pitch. He struck out 19 hitters in one game in college against Duke and they were all on the slider. The Rangers must feel comfortable with his medicals to like take that type of commitment at number three overall. You know, he does, like you said, he has that size of a prototypical starter. He's got the plus fastball, double plus slider, plus curveball, average changeup, average command. So he's definitely a starter. Um, I mean, there are a number of red flags considering his pedigree here. You know, as long as you weigh the risk properly, like he's a viable pick in the right spot. I just don't put the expectations on him like he's going to single-handedly turn your team around. I'd view it more as like a luxury piece that could return profit if he gets past his recent trends because the size and scouting grades are good enough for him to become a quality arm. Do you think his name carries more value than ultimately what his ceiling could be? Or do you think his ceiling could reach what people perceive as his name? Right now, I think his name carries more value, but that's why I wanted to mention the scouting grades. The scouting grades are that of a top pitching prospect. So it's like, if he can get back to that type of player, if he's really a guy who has three plus pitches with a double plus slider, then, you know, I think it will balance itself out and he'll become a top arm again and ranked properly. But right now I think his name carries more weight. All right. Good to know. Kumar rocker of the Texas Rangers who recently actually just acquired Andrew Heaney and um, Nathan Evaldi. Just know it's major league stuff, but that rotation has taken shape and, they really look like they're trying to pay attention to not just developing pitching, but adding pitching there as the team starts trying to turn to contending. The San Diego Padres, who traded away a big chunk of their farm system to the Washington Nationals, are retooling with Robbie Snelling, left-handed pitcher, 18 years old, selected 39th in the past MLB draft. He's six foot three, 210 pounds. Curveball is his go-to pitch, best pitch, 60 grade on that curve, Vinny. What do the Padres have here? We saw them trade a left-handed stud for the last couple of years in Mackenzie Gore. Is he going to take the place as the top left-handed pitcher in that organization? Yes, I think he does. Uh, Snelling hit last year's showcase very 
he just he came to the showcase and he just set the world on fire. He's a big lefty, big fastball, touches, you know, uh, 95, 96. He's been as high as 98. Monster curveball, like the nastiest curveball in last year's draft class out of prep and college pitchers. He's a uh, very projectable body. I could definitely see him adding another 5, 10 pounds, probably another two miles of velo on his fastball, probably even on his curveball too. The real red flag with him is he needs to work on a third pitch. Right now he just doesn't have a serviceable third pitch. He has an okay changeup, <clears throat> but I don't think it's going to – he needs to put a lot of work into it before it's a serviceable pitch. The control is very nice. I like that. Um, he was supposed to go to Arizona State and be a two-way player, play football and baseball, but the Padres paid him a lot of money to come and play for them. He paid them over uh, over the three million slot. So they really like this kid and they really want him for their future, which I could definitely see him having a big future with the Padres organization. Do you think he's able to rise his way up quickly? Do you sense that type of fast ascent for him or do you think it's going to take time for him to get to that where he needs to be? Like uh, Again, we talked about Mackenzie Gore kind of on a fast track and then kind of stalled. But obviously the Padres don't have the same pitching depth where they, you know, with they trading away to the Nationals. What do you think in terms of how long it will take him to develop? Do you have a sense on how long that might be? I think it's going to, he's going to be one of those arms in this class. that's probably going to be one of the last to come mm -hmm. up. They're going to be slow with him so they can take the time to develop his third pitch, his changeup, or maybe they give him another pitch. But one of the things to watch with him is, especially for first-year player drafts, he's basically going undrafted of during the drafts. Like, I would not mind, you know, wasting the last pick on him, mm -hmm. taking a flyer, because there is some monster upside with this, with his two-pitch mix. If he doesn't work as a starter, he could definitely be an elite reliever with his big fastball, big curve. So there's a lot to like with Snelling. All right. I like it. Let's talk about our next player here. Brandon Barrera, Barrera, if I could say his name right, left-handed pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, 18 years of age, six foot two, only 180 pounds. That's kind of stands out to you right there when you when you look at that. But you can be thin and still pitch well. 55 grade across the board, fastball, slider, changeup, and command here, Mike. The Blue Jays also recently have been acquiring some big league pitching. They also have Ricky Tiederman in the wings, ready to contribute to the big league club sooner rather than later. So what do we know We know about uh, Mr. BB here so I don't mess up his last name again? Yeah, I'm assuming it's Barrera, but uh, he's someone who definitely intrigues me. You know, his fastball sits in the lower 90s right now, but it's touched 96. His slider misses a ton of bats. There, there are some other prep pitchers who are more projectable, but not many pitchers have better stuff overall. The size is really the only knock on him. You know, there's no one else in the prep ranks who has above average across the board, like you said, fastball, uh, slider, changeup, and command. You know, I'm particularly intrigued by the command for such a young player. And, you know, he reminds some scouts of uh, Ron Guidry. I don't know if you guys remember that name. That's an old school pitcher for the Yankees. A really long career. And um, another random note, he went to the same high school as Tristan Casas. You know, he doesn't have the overwhelming power arm, but his well-rounded skills, the above average across the board, just stands out to me amongst the prep arms. 
And, you know, I hesitate to mention Ricky Tiedemann since they are different pitchers, mm-hmm. but it's another young lefty with good stuff being developed in the same organization. I'm not saying the outcome's going to be the same, but there's like a lot of little signs here that would make me comfortable drafting him. You know, I, I like him as a prep arm, which I normally avoid, and especially prep arms who don't have like a huge fastball, but I'm, I'm just intrigued by this kid. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, what do you, do you have a comp for him? I know, Mike, you love that question when I ask it, but does he have any type of similar characteristics as anybody that you see right now? I don't have a comp that I see from the major leagues. That's why I threw out the Ron Guidry, uh, right. former Yankees pitcher. And I mean, he's, he's more of like a stuff, like he, he has really good stuff. Like it's not going to blow you away, but he knows how to pitch. He has multiple pitches that he's gonna be able to get people out with. I just think he's going to be a, a quality pitcher. And if he was bigger, if he was, had more weight on him, I think he would be thought of on a much higher level. All right, then let's move to our next player. We have Cade Horton of the Chicago Cubs, a righty. He was seventh overall in the 2022 MLB draft, six foot one, 211 pounds. His fastball and his slider being 60 grade and above here. Let's talk Vinny because the Chicago Cubs are now looking to contend. Obviously, if they have talent, they're going to, I mean, whether they decide to trade it to get assets or they decide to uh, push it up more as they contend here. What should we know about Cade Horton? Well, Horton was one of the most interesting like storylines of the 2022 draft. He was a big prospect coming out in 2020 during COVID, uh, big, like a big two-way player. He decided to uh, go it and accept his commitment to Oklahoma. He went and played there. He was a backup quarterback at Oklahoma, too. Uh, he started in 2021, had to get Tommy John surgery, missed the whole 2021 season, came back this year. They ran him out as a third baseman just to let his arm heal. And then when he did get back on the mound, he got absolutely torched. But when he came, when the big, the big, uh, like, I can't think of the word, but like he got really big on the prospect circuses in the uh, college baseball postseason this year it was on literally the probably best college pitcher we've seen in the postseason and probably five since Kumar rocker. Wow. But just torched everyone he saw this year. He had a two uh, 61 ERA with 49 strikeouts and 31 innings. Uh, the Cubs really, really like him as a Cubs fan watching this draft this year, seeing the names on the board when they took him, I was not very happy about it, <laughs> but as I looked into him, I was blown away. There's a ton of upside with him. Big fastball, his curve or his curve, his curve is above average. I think it gets, uh, it doesn't get as much love as it should. It should be like a 55 pitch. There's a lot of ceiling in that. His slider is probably the best in the class. It is, Wicked swing and miss. It leave, leaves people looking foolish up in the box. Um, if I were to give him a comp, he reminds me a lot of Kerry Wood, a former Cubs. Wow, that's that's favorite. high praise, my friend. <clears throat> the slider looks unreal. Kind of reminds me of Kerry Wood. His mix does same almost body type, almost same delivery too. Like there's a lot of similarities. And I, I really like him. He's probably my favorite pitcher in this year's first-year player draft. But, yeah, the ceiling is unreal. He could easily be a top-10 pitching prospect in baseball if everything clicks right. 
Wow. It's funny because when they went to the Cubs, you didn't even want him at first. No, no. <laughs> See, but there was, you know, Cam Collier and other big names left on the draft board, which I tended to overreact, which is understandable. But now I'm all in on Kate Orton. No, I won't tell him if you won't. So <laughs> Kate Horton uh, sounds like the future is very bright for this young man, as well as this next guy, Dylan Lesko, one of the cover boys for this video of the San Diego Padres, 19 years of age, selected 15th in the 2022 draft, six foot two, 195 pounds. Changeup has to be one of the best in the class, a 70 grade changeup. And this could be one of the building blocks of this next generation of San Diego Padres pitching, Mike. Yeah, Dylan Lesko is very interesting. You know, looking back at some of his accolades, you know, he was the first junior to win Gatorade Player of the Year in Georgia in 2021 in the history of the state. Uh, he went 11 and 0 with the 0.35 ERA and 112 Ks in 60 innings. Everything was lining up for him to become the top pitcher in the draft until the Tommy John surgery in April. You know, his, his fastball sits 92 to 95 and tops out at 98 with some good movement. He should add more velocity as he gets stronger also. I mean, many scouts think he has the best changeup in this draft with great movement. His curveball is the least refined, but it has a high spin rates and could become a plus pitch as well. He also draws praise for his intelligence and maturity. So the injury factor is what held his stock down. It's what's keeping his stock down. I think he has ace potential, probably the highest ceiling of any pitcher in this draft. You know, it's like you said with the uh, the scouting grades, you know, a, a, a plus fastball, above average curveball, double plus changeup with above average command. You know, and I said I like that above average command from Barrera. Lesko's got that with the better overall grade. So, you know, it's never a good thing when a pitcher has Tommy John surgery, but like it opens up a potential window for managers who believe in the talent, as I do. And if Lesko is completely healthy, I just think he'd be viewed in a different light. And I mean, you have to factor in the injury, obviously, but dynasty and first year player drafts a lot more about long-term potential. And, and if he's able to return to form, I just see him becoming one of the most coveted pieces, you know, on the pitching side. And that just seems like a smart investment for relatively cheap, you know, all things considered the upside here is significant. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. And the Padres have developed some pitching recently, but Dylan Lesko looks like the real deal. He looks like he's going to be someone that's going to contribute for a long time. Very excited for him. That's why I made him one of the cover boys of this video. Uh, future is very bright for this young man. Let's talk about the next player, Cooper Hajerpy of, of the St. Louis Cardinals. Hopefully I said that name right. 21 years of age, 22nd overall pick in the 2022 MLB draft. He's six foot three, 200 pounds. And Vinny, we, we know the Cardinals have done a good job developing their hitters, but they haven't had that impact pitcher recently. Do we get a sense that this guy could break the mold and, and could be a contributor for them at the major league level in the next couple of years? Cause he's already 21 years of age. Yeah. Jerpy's very interesting because out of all the college pitchers this year, he was the one that did not succumb to injury, but he's uh, a nice lefty piece. Probably not going to be a, a one or two starter, probably a back end three, four, maybe, but he has a weird, very deceptive arm angle, which it's almost kind of like sidearm. It's very three. It's lower than three quarters slot. It's very, it helps. It makes his pitches play up a lot. His fastball looks a lot better 
than 50 than a 50 if we're talking tool wise when with this delivery but he's just very interesting he has a ton of tools very toolsy with a pitcher uh with his pitches a lot of movement plus that arm angle there's a lot to like it's going to be interesting to see how uh the cardinals use him uh this year if they're going to push him cuz he's probably the most i would say uh major ready pitcher in this class so uh, if I could see him starting this year, maybe at high A Peoria or maybe even get aggressive and send him to double A Springfield, but there's just a lot to like his fastball sits about 91, 94. The curveball is very nice. It's with that angle. It's almost, it looks like a slider kind of, but he's definitely going to be one of those pitchers that we see very soon for the Cardinals. All right. Expect to see Cooper Derpy on their radar very soon for the Cardinals as he seems like he's one of the more ready guys to go here. London Sims of the Arizona Diamondbacks. The rich just keep getting richer as they have tons of prospects that are making their debuts in the big leagues and others that are fastly on their way. 21 years of age, 23rd overall pick in the 2022 draft, six foot two, 227 pounds, got a 70 grade slider, a 65 grade fastball. And Mike, let's talk about Sims for Mr. Landon Sim, London Sims for a second. Do you, uh, do we get a sense that he has as high a ceiling as some of these other guys coming through, or is he going to be someone that you think kind of fits more into uh, the middle of the pack here can contribute, but his ceiling might not be as high. That's a good question. He's a, he's an interesting player. You know, he was unhittable as a reliever in his first two college seasons. And then he transitioned to the rotation as a junior ended up blowing out his elbow in his third start, which is not a great sign. He does have really high spin rates on his fastball, sits 94 to 96, touches 98. He's like really outstanding swing and, and miss stuff overall. He he didn't use a third pitch as a reliever, but he says he believes in his changeup and is excited to incorporate it. Uh, he also, he has the build and the strike throwing ability to be a starter, you know, I think his ceiling is a mid-rotation starter or potentially a dominant closer. You know, he does remind some people of Craig Kimbrell with better mm-hmm. command and a better chance to stick as a starter, but he's got that bulldog mentality. It's, I think it's really easy for people to see him as a dominant closer down the road. But, you know, I consider Sims to be a wild card in this class. Like his two-pitch mix is, suggests he's going to be late inning reliever, but there are a few people who make that work. If, if those two pitches are good enough and he's got the mentality and stuff to excel in, in a closer role, like I said, and there is value for that in fantasy leagues, you know, relievers aren't usually the type of players you target in drafts like this. So, you know, in that side, if you think he's gonna be a reliever, I'd probably avoid him. But on the flip side, the organization who drafted him thinks he can be a starter and the diamondbacks pitching development is on the rise. I believe the guy who used to work for the Astros is there now. Brett Strong. We yep. saw some of that happening last year. So, you know, the, plus there's some well-respected people within like our industry, you know, that are really high on him, like James Anderson, who I bring up seemingly every show. So, <laughs> I think he's an intriguing target at the right spot. You just, just got to be aware of the situation. All right, it's, those are wise, word, wise words. And yeah, I mean, again, it sounds like Sims, but whether he could be a closer or a mid-rotation starter, sounds like he will be able to contribute for this team. And looking forward to seeing it in the coming years ahead. 
This next player, I had to look up to see if he was related to Ken Wisenhut, the former offensive coordinator coach in the NFL. He's not. Carson Wisenhut of the San Francisco Giants, lefty, 22 years of age, 66th overall pick in this past draft, six foot three, 209 pounds, 65 grade changeup, and four pitches that he throws right now: fastball, curve. Or I'm sorry, three pitches, fastball, curve, and changeup. Control only a 50 right now, so maybe he needs to work on that uh, that area a little bit in his game here, Vinny. But the Giants develop pitching. They do a really good job of it. Seems like he had a great college career. So what should we know about Carson Wisenhunt? Well, Wisenhunt was coming into this year, he was the best uh, college pitcher in this class but got hit with a uh, suspension for performance enhancing drugs before the season started. So he never pitched at all this year for, uh, I want to say it was East Carolina. Yeah. East Carolina. Um, the giants loved him enough to take a second round pick on him. They pushed him this year. Very, uh, they were very aggressive and sent him to the Arizona fall league where he performed better than I would expect from him for not pitching in almost a year. But he, his tools are almost average. His fastball sits 93, 95. The curveballs, you know, decent mid-70s with decent break. It'll generate swings and, and misses, especially with his arm angle. Uh, the real pitch to watch is the changeup. His changeup is pretty, pretty good. It would rival. I'd say it's pretty close to rivaling Dylan Lesko's changeup. Mm -hmm. um, it sits 82, 85. It has tumbling motion. It's very sharp. He controls it and commands it very well, and it's not afraid to use it. Um, yeah, but especially just pairing him with the Giants system and how they've been developing pitchers lately, there's a lot to like. You probably won't see him on uh, industry lists very high, but I think he needs to be taken serious. There's a lot to like with him. I don't know. I like Carson Wittenhoos, and I'm definitely, if I'm not leaving drafts with him, I will definitely be picking him up off the waiver wire and stashing him this year. I don't know where he'll play this year. I don't know if they're going to be aggressive and send him to high A Eugene, or maybe they send him uh, to low A. But he's definitely a name to keep an eye on because I could definitely see him making some noise this year during the season. During the season. It's Wizen Hunt and not Wizen Hunt. Wizen Hunt. I said Wizen Hunt for some reason. Did I? <laughs> I don't know. I'll we'll have to listen to that back. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that back. I swear <laughs> I said Wizen Hunt. All right. I was just making sure I didn't say his name wrong. No, okay. you're good. We're good. All right. Last player on the list for tonight, Brock Porter of the Texas Rangers, righty, 19 years of age. He's actually the latest, I think, so far, fourth round in the 2022 MLB draft, six foot four, 208 pounds, a 70 grade fastball here, Mike. What a player to close it out on. It seems like he's exciting, electric, going to an organization that's on the rise right now. Talk to me about Brock Porter. Yeah, this guy is really interesting. He fell to the fourth round due to signability concerns. He was going to go to Clemson. And, you know, some considered him the top pitcher in this class at one point. He won three state titles in, in Michigan. He was two-time Gatorade Player of the Year. The fastball sits 94 to 97 and it tops out at 100 miles an hour. One of the better change-ups in the draft as well. And he's showing good progress with the slider. He needs to refine his feel for spin, but... He's got a nice repeatable delivery with very little effort. Scouting grade perspective, you're talking about a guy who's 6'4", as you said, with a double-plus fastball, above-average slider, plus changeup, average curveball with average command. You know, that's really intriguing mix right there 
overall, like outside of the signability issues and, you know, the potential shape of his pitches, like I don't see any justification for a player of this caliber to fall to the fourth round unless there's something I'm missing here. He seems like a clear steal and could end up becoming one of the top arms in this class. I don't often target like a prep arms in fantasy, but there's enough intrigue here that I could see him becoming a big riser and I'd be willing to add him and let it play out over the next year. I love it. I knew he was exciting. I could tell just from literally the graphic you made, Mike, uh, of just his breakdown. Seems like uh, a very young, exciting player, so I I can get the hype, and uh, I I love it. All in for it as well. But that's going to wrap us up here. We did 10 first-year player draft pitchers that we like. If we missed one that you guys think should be on this list, leave a comment below. Tell us one that we're forgetting that we should add. Or if you think one of the 10 we presented tonight should not be there, let us know that as well, because I would love to grill these guys to uh, see their response, what they're going to say back. But, fellas, anything else you want to plug, Vinny? I know, again, please plug the podcast today so people can listen to you. And, Mike, please plug anything you're planning on doing this offseason that you want the people to know about. Yeah, just uh, I was on the Welsh's Prospect One podcast. You can find it on uh, pretty much any streaming service i think except spotify it's definitely on apple podcasts um if you really are interested in it it'll be pinned on my twitter or you can go uh check out the welsh's twitter page um just you know i'm still doing prospect stuff for next season i started releasing my top 30 prospects for each team i'm halfway little less than halfway i'm still i'm doing it by division so right now i'm continuing the al's uh, al central so that's coming out at least once, twice, you know, every day. So yeah, prospect anything, you know, hit me up my DMs. I'm always down to talk prospects. Hit him in the DMs, that's for sure. Mike, what about you? Well, I don't know how much people out there are necessarily going to care too much about this, but this is a big deal for me. I kind of had an angel investor kind of help me out to buy me into the main event next year, which is the biggest you know, tournament or fantasy league there basically is against Mm -hmm. the best players for a lot of money. So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to be spending a lot of time working on doing well on that and taking my TGFBI success and trying to incorporate it there. Outside of that, just going to be working on my usual prospect stuff. Love doing this show. And I do plan on getting back into writing. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, for those that forgot, Mike did win the overall TGFBI, which is I think like 400 competitors in that taking that to the next level here, support him on his journey as he tries to take that down and all his endeavors this off season. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Please make sure you guys like the video, leave a comment below and make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. So you never miss when an episode drops here every single week, we're going to be back in the saddle going forward, giving you guys all the prospect talk you can handle. But for Vinny, for Mike, I'm David. We'll catch you guys next week on the call.